Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Wikipedia page for flatulence. Part two of two. People find other people's flatuses unpleasant, but are fine or may even enjoy the scent of their own flatus. You're listening to the podcast where we read Wikipedia articles every day and provide commentary. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and consider donating at patreon.com slash wikilistenpodcast so we can continue to create this show. You can find us on social media at wikilisten and at wikilisten.com. Welcome to Wikilisten. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. Management. Since problems involving intestinal gas present as different but sometimes combined complaints, the management is cause-related. Pain and bloating. While not affecting the production of the gases themselves, surfactants, agents that lower surface tension, can reduce the disagreeable sensations associated with flatulence by aiding the dissolution of the gases into liquids and solid fecal matter. Preparations containing simethicone reportedly operate by promoting the coalescence of smaller bubbles into larger ones more easily passed from the body, either by burping or flatulence. Such preparations do not decrease the total amount of gas generated in or passed from the colon, but make the bubbles larger and thereby allowing them to be passed more easily. Other drugs, including prokinetics, lubiprostone, antibiotics, and probiotics, are also used to treat bloating in patients with functional bowel disorders, such as irritable bowel syndrome, 
and there is some evidence that these measures may reduce symptoms. A flexible tube inserted into the rectum can be used to collect intestinal gas in a flattest bag. This method is occasionally needed in a hospital setting when the patient is unable to pass gas normally. Volume. One method of reducing the volume of flatus produced is dietary modification, reducing the amount of fermentable carbohydrates. This is the theory behind diets such as the low FODMAP diet, low fermentable oligosaccharide, disaccharide, monosaccharide, and polyols. Most starches, including potatoes, corn, noodles, and wheat, produce gas as they are broken down in the large intestines. Intestinal gas can be reduced by fermenting the beans and making them less gas-inducing or by cooking them in the liquor from a previous batch. For example, the fermented bean product, miso, is less likely to produce as much intestinal gas. Some legumes also stand up to prolonged cooking, which can help break down the oligosaccharides into simple sugars. Fermentative lactic acid bacteria such as Lactobacillus casei and Lactobacillus plantarum reduce flatulence in the human intestinal tract. Probiotics, live yogurt, kefir, etc. are reputed to reduce flatulence when used to restore balance to the normal intestinal flora. Live bioactive yogurt contains, among other lactic bacteria, Lactobacillus acetophilus, which may be useful in reducing flatulence. L-acidophilus may make the intestinal environment more acidic, supporting a natural balance of the fermentative processes. L-acidophilus is available in supplements. Prebiotics, which generally are non-digestible oligosaccharides, such as Fructooligosaccharide generally increase flatulence in a similar way as described for lactose intolerance. Digestive enzyme supplements may significantly reduce the amount of flatulence caused by some components of foods not being digested by the body and thereby promoting the action of microbes in the small and large intestines. It has been suggested that alpha-galactosidase enzymes, which can digest certain complex sugars, are effective in reducing the volume and frequency of flatus. The enzymes alpha-galactosidase lactase amylase lipase protease <laughs> cellulase glucomylase invertase maltdiastase Pectinase and bromeliane are available either individually or in combination blends in commercial products. The antibiotic rifaximin, often used to treat diarrhea caused by the microorganism E. coli, may reduce both the production of intestinal gas and the frequency of flatus events. Odor. Bismuth. The odor created by flatulence is commonly treated with bismuth subgalite, available over-the-counter in the U.S. as Devram. Bismuth subgalate is commonly used by individuals who have had ostomy surgery, bariatric surgery, fecal incontinence, and irritable bowel syndrome. Bismuth subsalicylate is a compound that binds hydrogen sulfide 
and one study reported a dose of 524 milligrams four times a day for three to seven days. Bismuth subsalicylate yielded a greater than 95% reduction in fecal hydrogen sulfide release in both humans and rats. Another bismuth compound, bismuth subnitrate, was also shown to bind the hydrogen sulfide. Another study showed that bismuth acted synergistically with various antibiotics to inhibit sulfate-reducing gut bacteria and sulfide production. Some authors proposed a theory that hydrogen sulfide was involved in the development of ulcerative colitis and that bismuth might be helpful in the management of this condition. However, bismuth administration in rats did not prevent them from developing ulcerative colitis despite reduced hydrogen sulfide production. Also, evidence suggests that colonic hydrogen sulfide is largely present in bound forms, probably sulfides of iron and other metals. Rarely, serious bismuth toxicity may occur with higher doses. Activated charcoal. Despite being an ancient treatment for various digestive complaints, activated charcoal did not produce reduction in both the total flattest volume nor the release of sulfur-containing gases, and there was no reduction in abdominal symptoms after 0.52 grams activated charcoal four times a day for one week. The authors suggested that saturation of charcoal binding sites during its passage through the gut was the reason for this. A further study concluded that activated charcoal, four grams, does not influence gas formation in vitro or in vivo. Other authors reported that activated charcoal was effective. A study in eight dogs concluded activated charcoal unknown oral dose, reduced hydrogen sulfide levels by 71%. In combination with yucca-shidirgera and zinc acetate, this was increased to an 86% reduction in hydrogen sulfide, although flattest volume and number was unchanged. An early study reported activated charcoal, unknown oral dose, prevented a large increase in the number of flattest events and increased breath hydrogen concentrations that normally occur following a gas-producing meal. Garments and external devices. In 1998, Chester Buck Weimer of Pueblo, Colorado, received a patient for the first undergarment that contained a replaceable charcoal filter. The undergarments are airtight and provide a pocketed escape hole in which a charcoal filter can be inserted. In 2001, Weimer received the Ig Nobel Prize for Biology for his invention. A similar product was released in 2002, but rather than an entire undergarment, consumers are able to purchase an insert similar to a panty liner that contains activated charcoal. The inventors, Mira and Brian Conant of Milani, Hawaii, still claim on their website to have discovered the undergarment product in 2002, four years after Chester Weimer filed for a patent for his product, but state that their tests concluded that they should release an insert instead. Incontinence. Flattest incontinence, where there is involuntary passage of gas, is a type of fecal incontinence and is managed similarly. Society and culture. In many cultures, flatulence in public is regarded as embarrassing, but depending on context, can also be considered humorous. 
people will often strain to hold in the passing of gas when in polite company or position themselves to silence or conceal the passing of gas. In other cultures, it may be no more embarrassing than coughing. While the act of passing flatus in some cultures is generally considered to be an unfortunate occurrence in public settings, flatulence may, in casual circumstances and especially among children, be used as either a humorous supplement to a joke, pull my finger for example, or as a comic activity in and of itself. The social acceptability of flatulent-based humor in entertainment and the mass media varies over the course of time and between cultures. Enough entertainers performed with their flatus that the term flatulist was coined. The whoopee cushion is a joking device invented in the early 20th century for simulating a fart. In 2008, a farting application for the iPhone earned nearly $10,000 in one day. A farting game named Touchwood was documented by John Gregory Burke in the 1890s. It existed under the name of Safety in the 20th century in the U.S. and has been found being played in 2011. In January 2011, the Malawi Minister of Justice said that air fouling legislation would make public farting illegal in his country. When reporting the story, the media satirized Chapanda's statement with punning headlines. Later, the minister withdrew his statement. Environmental impact. Flatulence is often blamed as a significant source of greenhouse gases owing to the erroneous belief that the methane released by livestock is in the flatus. While livestock account for around 20% of global methane emissions, 90-95% to of that is released by exhaling or burping. In cows, gas and burps are produced by methane-generating microbes called methanogens that live inside the cow's digestive system. Proposals for reducing methane production in cows include the feeding of supplements such as oregano and seaweed and the genetic engineering of gut biomicrobes to produce less methane. Since New Zealand produces large amounts of agricultural products, it is in the unique position of having high methane emissions from livestock compared to other greenhouse gas sources. The New Zealand government is a signatory to the Kyoto Protocol and therefore attempts are being made to reduce greenhouse emissions. To achieve this, an agricultural emission research levy was proposed, which promptly became known as a fart tax or flatulence tax. It encountered opposition from farmers, farming lobby groups, and opposition politicians. Entertainment. Historical comment on the ability to fart at will is observed as early as St. Augustine's The City of God, 5th century AD. Augustine mentions men who have such command of their bowels that they can break wind continuously at will so as to produce the effect of singing. Le Petomaine, the fartomaniac, was a famous French performer in the 19th century who as well as many professional farters before him, did flatulence impressions and held shows. The performer, Mr. Methane, carries on Le Petomaine's tradition today. Also, a 2002 fiction film, Thunderpants, revolves around a boy named Patrick Smash, who has an ongoing flatulence problem from the time of his birth. In literature, farting features prominently in the novel The Catcher in the Rye. 
Since the 1970s, farting has increasingly been featured in film, especially comedies such as Blazing Saddles and Scooby Doo. Religion. In Islam, flatulence, if audible or odorous, invalidates wudu, ritual purity. Personal experiences. People find other people's flatuses unpleasant, but are fine or may even enjoy the scent of their own flatus. <laughs> There is no research on the subject matter, but some speculative guesses exist. For example, one explanation for this phenomenon is that people are very used to the scent of their own flatus, and that survival in nature may depend on the detection of and reaction to foreign scents. I do enjoy a good fart joke. And I am not surprised that since the 5th century AD, people have been hardcore fart joking it. Yeah, same. I'm sure it goes back <laughs> even further than that. Like,、oh, I would、yeah. argue to the beginning of humanity. I, I would, I probably, I mean, I, before humans had language, I'm sure they laughed at a fart. Yeah. <laughs> I know I do. This has been the Wikipedia article for Flatulence, part two of two. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. To support the show, go to patreon.com slash Wikilisten podcast and find us on social media at Wikilisten and at Wikilisten.com.